Previously on Algoa FM Breakfast. Algoa FM at 7.45, Wednesday, day 1 of February 2023. You're with Wayne Lee and Charlie T. And we welcome our guest into the studio, uh, May's Minute, the Executive Mayor for Nelson Mandela Bay, Ratif Udendal, joins us this morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Hi, team. Wonderful being here, back in the studio. I made it this morning, so traffic wasn't <laughs> as bad as the previous. Well, it's, I mean, I did want to also thank you for honoring the commitment. Even two weeks ago, when you couldn't physically make it into studio, you did take the call. And now with so much going on, you still managed to be here and honor you know, the, the, the commitment. So thank you very much. No, it's, it's lovely being here. And I was just, um, I was so sad that I couldn't be here last time in the studio because I feed off your positive energy here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it still must be it's, the best. It's waning thin, I do have to admit. <laughs> Why? Are you out of water again? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, get straight into the questions that we've asked our listeners to submit prior to this uh, interview. It is from a Wayne. It says, question for the mayor. If you're living in a farm or small holding and are not connected to the municipal sewage system, why do you still have to pay the sewage levy charged with every litre of water used? Okay, so there's three possible answers. First um, answer to that might be that it is incorrect, that there's a mistake. Uh, secondly, that there could possibly be a, um, a bulk uh, system close to you, so the facility is there to link into to the bulk system, uh, and that's why you're being charged availability fee. Or third um, you're making use of um, so-called honeysuckers because you've got a, a septic tank system. I would, however, um, ask Wayne that you very kindly send your account to us and we'll have a look and just make sure that the municipality don't overcharge you. Nobody wants to, to pay a cent more to the municipality than they have to. So uh, um, if you've been uh, incorrectly charged, we'll make sure that we uh, write it back to you. Okay, Mr. May, this one is from Johnny Snayman. It's around water leaks. He's saying that he reported a water leak on the 19th of Jan this year um, in Newton Street in Newton Park between 4th and 5th Avenue. He says he was shocked to return back into town after a short stint out of town um, to notice that nothing had been done to correct the issue. And he says this despite being our city being in a crisis due to the drought. So, yeah, he's, his question is really um, around the lack of action and he wanted to express his disgust at that. Similarly, a water leak that's been uh, on the corner of Mount Road for a week now. Okay, so I first of all want to apologize. You know, unfortunately, due to a lack of maintenance, um, on average, we, we're getting about 700 to 800 leaks reported to us per week. There were period last year for four months where there were uh, no contractors in place to attend to water leaks to assist our internal teams. And a backlog in, in water leaks uh, was established. Um, we've given them a deadline, the administration a deadline. Uh, by the end of February, the entire backlog uh, would have been attended to. Um, and uh, as a result, then uh, we are hoping that there will be a far quicker turnaround time on fixing water leaks, uh, no more than about 48 hours because they have to keep up to um, that specific week's uh, reported water leaks. Um, so I apologize for this. Um, I've already escalated it. I, I got this um, document before me just as I sat down. And I sent it to Mr. Ndorni in my office, and he's going to make sure that we attend to it. Um, but I think that um, over the next couple of, of um, days and weeks, 
uh, people all across uh, Nelson Mandela Bay, across all communities will see that there's a lot of teams out there to try and fix all our leaks um, because obviously it's immoral, immoral uh, expecting you to conserve our precious water resources and the municipality's house is not in order. But again, I just have to stress, um, we have not maintained our infrastructure and that's why we have so many leaks and it's very difficult to keep up and, and fix them. We also prioritize the more serious ones. So if we've got a couple of pipers, we're certainly not going to go and first attempt to a leaking fire hydrant. It is also important, but you have to, to go where we're wasting the most. Another one coming through from Lee. I see a lot of traffic-related, traffic, related, traffic uh, robots uh, questions related. The 9th Avenue robots at the warmer location are permanently off. It doesn't matter what time of day. The robots are always off and are not operational. Uh, could the mayor please kindly assist with having these robots fixed as it causes a major backup all the way up and down Buffelsfontein and Juch Road. If the robots cannot be fixed anytime soon, then a traffic officer in the morning and afternoon peak hour would be greatly appreciated. It goes on, Mr. Mayor. Could you assist in any way? Thank you very much. And Lee, I'm sorry that you have to uh, go through that. My, my wife, uh, Annie, which um, works at, at Airports Company, uh, she makes use of that road on a daily basis and, and she's about to strangle me. Um, <laughs> so I, I can give you um, a, a, a feedback. Um, there was a power supply problem there because of cable theft. Um, it is going to be uh, reinstated within the next couple of days. Um, and, uh, and as such, that traffic light should be up and running. I just also want to say there's many other traffic lights that's been um, vandalized across Nelson Mandela Bay. We've got a plan to fix them. We've already launched our first, let's call it, anti-vandal traffic light. And uh, I'm holding thumbs because it's nearly two weeks and it hasn't been vandalized. I saw this one in Galvandale. Yes, that's the one in Galvandale. Stanford Road. If it works, um, we're going to do the entire Stanford Road with the similar concept. Mm. And uh, I think that people from uh, across the metro will be so happy if we can get our traffic lights uh, up and running again. It has been really, really bad. But as I've said in the past, we can't keep doing things the same. In the past, we used to reinstate them and four days later, they were vandalized again mm. at 250000 and a pop every time. We just sure. can't afford that. No. Yeah. Uh, a question is on the paper, but I see it has come through as a voice note, so I'm going to just play this one quickly. Good morning. I have a question for our executive mayor. I want to know if the traffic department falls under his jurisdiction. And if so, something can be done when we have load shedding big times like on our way in the morning to the office or at her in the afternoon on our way home, especially at very, very busy intersections. So she's asking pretty much what everyone else is asking is where are the pointsmen when there is load shedding? Okay, so um, we have started to disseminate information as to where our pointsmen and pointswomen are actually posted on a daily basis. They are out and about. But I want to be very frank that there are just so many areas where our traffic lights have been vandalized. If you go into commercial road, um, you'll see that most of those traffic lights have been vandalized. And so it is a a combination of two. have to post um, our traffic pointsmen and, and women at critical intersections that has been affected by load shedding then as well as those that have been affected by vand- vandalism. So as soon as we make inroads and address many of the traffic lights that has been vandalized, there'll be a lot more pointsmen and women to work on, on areas where there are load shedding. And I can add, and, I'm, <laughs> and maybe this is good news, we are working on a, a project 
that will hopefully see um, some of our traffic lights not being dependent on on uh, electricity. And that's because ESCOM admitted to us that for the next 10 years, they're going to have load shedding problems. Mm-hmm. So as a city, we need to plan. And I, I, I don't want motorists to sit in the, in the traffic for the next 10 years being frustrated. We used to be a 10, 15 minute city. And now that 15 minutes has become half an hour and 40 minutes in an, in an hour yeah. due to so, load so shedding. So you reckon that the, the promise of government that load shedding should be done by the end of the year is... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that we laugh at that let, statement because it's not going to happen. No, <laughs> let me just say I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> Listen, Mr. Mayor, it wouldn't be Mayor's Minutes without us touching on the salient uh, water issues. And we recently spoke to the Goha Mayor, Horatio Hendricks, about their water crisis uh, mitigation strategy. They've been able to make use of boreholes to help supplement water supply. Have we looked at this uh, as an option and can we perhaps do the same? Yes, absolutely. I think that uh, Mayor Rasha Hendricks um, and his team in Koch has done absolutely amazing work. They've invested the majority of their money in infrastructure, in water infrastructure there, which has also been painful because they couldn't attend to other burning infrastructure issues. But in Nelson Mandela Bay, we have quite a number of uh, borehole projects that uh, we've embarked on. One or two of them are already online. All of them will be online by the end of March, which then will give us another 30 million litres of water per day, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing, which is probably more than what um, uh, Koja is gaining through their uh, borehole projects, but just remember Koja is such a, uh, a much smaller, smaller municipality. Yeah. So the 30 megalitres that we are going to get additional represents about 10% of our daily usage a day, which is far too high. Nelson Mandela Bay, <laughs> we need to reduce it uh, at least to 250 megalitres. Megalitres. Yeah. Department of Water Sanitation say we need to reduce uh, reduce it to 250 megalitres. We're currently standing at 290. So please conserve water and do your best. I've now committed the municipality to get their house in order, and and we're really bringing uh, all our projects online to augment our water sources as quickly as possible. But we do have to reduce our consumption. It's up to all of us. Yes, you can blame the municipality. Um, yes, you can can blame me as well. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, after the blame game is over, we all yeah. have to work together Mm. because otherwise we're all going to sit without water and will be a travesty for the city and it's not going to happen under the watch of this coalition government. Mr. Mayor, just one last one, a very topical one and a very serious one. Not that anything else is not serious, but uh, there's been a lot of shootings right here in our our backyards. We've heard it on the news, uh, the the taverns, uh, the little girl was shot. A lot of shootings taking place. Birthday parties. Birthday parties. Obviously, safety and security is under your um, your wing, um, and the police and different forces. What relationship or what plans are in place? It's a very difficult one. Um, are there? Uh, to to curb this this ongoing problem that's been there for years. So I just want to say I think it is the most difficult part of being a mayor, mm. having to go to a family where they've lost a a, a father, son, a daughter, a child um, in such unnatural uh, circumstances, totally unnecessary. Mm. And what's been happening in the city across the city, um, recently in in Kwasakele and New Brighton, but also throughout the month in in the northern areas and elsewhere, it's just unacceptable. So we've we've had very serious discussions with the Minister of Police um, as well as the provincial 
leadership of, of the police and, and the Premier yesterday as to what can be done by government to ensure that there's additional resources. At the end of the day, police function is, is a national competency, but it is very clear that we've got serious problems in Nelson Mandela Bay. Nelson Mandela Bay used to be a safe city. We were all safe. We felt safe. Our communities could be out on the street without uh, fear of being being killed. And that is no longer the case. Mm. And enough is enough. I do, however, want to say that our uh, um, communities also have a duty. If you know who is involved in these heinous crimes, you have to come forward because this is not going to stop until we draw a line in the sand. We can get all of the resources from the police into our city. Mm. But if we as a community don't say stand up, like the Kwanabushle community stood up a a while ago when there was a mass shooting in their community, they stood up as one and said not in our community and they caught the killers within 24 hours. We have to do that as a community and I hope that, that across Nelson Mandela Bay all of our communities are going to take a firm stand. As government, we will make available all the municipal resources, such as Metro Police um, and our security services, uh, to SAPS to try and support them. But at the end of the day, it's going to be, uh, again, uh, a combined effort with, with our community being front and centre. Yeah. Sure. I feel like that missing tiger has been found in our studio this morning. <laughs> <laughs> the mayor means business. No, it's it's very encouraging yeah. to you hear strong words from somebody yeah. who is in the power that you are and that there is something being done because it is not nice to come in to work on a Monday and the first thing you hear on your radio show is the murder of, of people. You know, it's just, it's not right. It isn't right at all. Uh, We're going to have to leave it there, I'm afraid. Uh, There are loads of questions coming through again, which we'll address in the next visit, which is in two weeks' time. Yes, absolutely. I hope I can fix some of it as well in the meanwhile. Um, Just before I go, I want to give a shout out to um, a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, Mornay Stan. He's turning 43 today and he's totally properly depressed because he realized that he's seven years away from 50. So I'm just reminding (laughs) him, I'll go alone. Um, happy birthday, Monet. <laughs> Thank you, Executive Mayor NMB uh, Ritzia Fordendal, for joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Algoa FM Breakfast is the business.